Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Ryan Smith, Assistant Metro Editor at the Columbus Dispatch, and welcome to the Mobile Newsroom Podcast. We here at the Dispatch created the Mobile Newsroom because we wanted to take a step back and dive deeper into telling the stories of many local neighborhoods that are underrepresented in the paper. So instead of going into our downtown office to work each day, a couple of Dispatch reporters work from the Columbus Metropolitan Library branch in a specific Columbus neighborhood for about a month. The purpose of the mobile newsroom, which has already made stops in Northland and Driving Park and is now getting started on the hilltop, is to position journalists in an underserved area so that we can get to know residents, organizations, religious groups, business owners, and the entire neighborhood better. This is part of our initiative to be more intentional about representing the entire community and the rich diversity of this city in our coverage. The goal, in short, is to build relationships and tell good stories. Here's some of what we've learned so far in Northland and Driving Park and a hint of what's to come from the hilltop. I'm Holly Zachariah, and I'm a Metro Desk reporter at the Columbus Dispatch. I've been here coming up on 22 years, but the bulk of that I spent covering rural Ohio. But I was lucky enough to be one of the first two reporters to kick off the Dispatch's mobile newsroom initiative. And Micah Walker and I spent several weeks in late October and November operating out of the Carl Road Library branch up in the Northland neighborhood. And we didn't really know what to expect. It was a new initiative. So we were sort of on our own and able to see, you know, able to develop it as we went along. And we had such a great time. The library staff was so wonderful. People just stopping in, curious when they saw our sign, our mobile newsroom sign, offering us story ideas, asking us questions about the dispatch. Some of the stories that I got a chance to cover out of the Northland neighborhood were some of my favorites in the last few months. I got to meet students like Elise McNair and her friends who attend Beechcroft High School. And as part of their community service project, they partnered with a local church right across the street from Beechcroft, as a matter of fact and sort of adopted their clothes closet or their pantry, if you will, and donated um, hundreds of bras for women because that's a real need that the pantry and the church told the students. So that was an important part of the fabric of the Northland community. I got to meet a couple like Mike and Alana Hole, who were longtime Peace Corps volunteers in Afghanistan. And with Afghanistan back in the news, they helped us Um, explain to readers a little bit more about that country and what it was like to be an American in service there. And I got to cover a new um, after-school program at um, Woodward Park Community Center. So that was important to the folks in that community as they look for ways to keep their children and teenagers engaged. And I think most importantly, though, It wasn't, for me, it wasn't really about the bylines or the stories that got on the website and in the paper. It was about introducing ourselves to the community and 
getting to meet the community members and the neighbors and to learn more about each other. And so that's really the core of this mobile newsroom initiative is about meeting people where they are, right? The reporters have to be in the neighborhoods on a regular basis so that we know what our readers want and who our readers are and what matters to you and what's important to you. And that's what we're trying to do with the mobile newsroom initiative. It was just so meaningful to me to be in a part of town that I haven't spent a lot of time in in my career as a reporter, and I don't live in that neighborhood. And to be able to see it with fresh eyes and meet new people and learn new things. And again, just as importantly, to allow the neighbors of the Northland neighborhood to get to know us and to build community relationships and trust between your local journalists and your neighbors. My name is Michael Walker, and I'm a trending reporter for the Columbus Dispatch. I was one of the first people to be a part of the Mobile Newsroom Initiative in the Northland neighborhood with Holly Zachariah. And my experience there was, it was great for the most part. Holly and I, we didn't know what to expect being the first two people doing this, but we were pleasantly surprised. We found a lot of great people to to interview for our stories. And we um, got to focus on mostly slice of life stories in the neighborhood. So focusing on organizations that were doing great things for the community. I, I did a story on the new executive director for the organization called Elevate Northland. And she got to take me around the neighborhood and she gave me a tour. So that was a lot of fun. And we also just had people come into the library to talk to us and give their suggestions for story ideas. I remember one man came in one day and he talked to me about the senior center he's a part of and um, a field trip they went on recently to uh, Malabar Farm. And he told me about a woman who's also part of senior center that used to live there when she was a child. And I thought that would make an interesting story, especially since this farm was owned by a famous author. And so um, through him, I was able to get in touch with this woman and, and do a feature story on her and her life on Malabar Farm. So I just think that this mobile newsroom initiative is so important to our community because uh, we're actually getting out there every day, uh, talking to people and hearing their concerns and thoughts on what they want to see covered in the dispatch. Uh, just being working from home uh, for the past two years, we don't really have a lot of chances to be out in the community as much. And so I think that this is a great initiative and that this is a, a good way to get into the community, talk to people, and just do the on-the-ground reporting that we've been kind of missing the last couple of years. Hi, this is Mark Ferenczyk. I am the Urban Affairs and Neighborhoods Reporter at the Columbus Dispatch. And for five weeks, beginning in December into January, I was in Driving Park with Erica Thompson. We were part of the mobile newsroom there at the Driving Park uh, branch of the library. was familiar with Driving Park for a number of years since I've covered neighborhoods in the city for a long time. It was nice to actually be based there, though. Talked to some familiar folks over there, including Michael Aaron, who leads the Rick and Backer Woods Foundation. They're in charge 
They're a nonprofit uh, trying to renovate the old Eddie Rickenbacker boyhood home on East Livingston Avenue, which is close to the library. And they also have a, a learning center uh, behind the library where we did a, a Christmas story about the uh, after school program that they have there that is uh, free of charge for people in the neighborhood, which uh, is uh, needed very much. Did a number of stories over there and uh, had a good number of visitors to the mobile newsroom, which was nice. One of the things I wanted to revisit was uh, the demand for housing in the driving park area. It has a cool history over there. There are a number of neighborhoods that were built uh, beginning a century ago. Some platted out like any other suburban subdivision you'd see. A number of them had struggled over recent years, including there were problems uh, with crime. But uh, now uh, the concern is gentrification. A lot of the homes are, are being renovated and flipped, going for $200,000, $300,000 and more. There are worries in the neighborhood that some uh, longer-time residents might be forced out because they can't afford property taxes. Others are concerned about code enforcement and not even being able to afford even the smallest violations. So it's a, it's a neighborhood that's changing. Nationwide Children's Hospital is just to the west, and that is driving a lot of the demand in the area as some people are getting priced out of neighborhoods closer to the hospital. But it's a, it's again, it's a, it's a unique uh, neighborhood that's becoming uh, desirable uh, to many people. There are many people on the ground who are very active in their in their neighborhood and want to make it better. And a number of them, including Beverly Barrett, a neighbor who lives uh, over on Lily Avenue, is one who's lived there for a long time. We also did a feature story on Bidewee Park, one of those neighborhoods that I've long wanted to do a story about. It is just to the north of Livingston Avenue and east of Fairwood. It has a unique uh, layout with these uh, small parks in the middle of the street. Neighbors have, have lived there for a long time in some cases, three or four decades. Others are, are newbies who uh, have spent, uh, in one case, $230,000 for a new house because uh, of the area's desirability. So... Again, Driving Park has an interesting future ahead of it. I know a lot of people want to see it succeed, but a, a lot of people also want to make sure that people who have lived there a long time and have dedicated their lives to it will always have a home there. So we were the second uh, uh, neighborhood uh, in the Mobile Newsroom Initiative. The first was in the Northland area. We worked out of the uh, Northland Library branch on Carl Road there. Micah Walker and Holly Zachariah did. One of the good things about this initiative is it gives us a presence in the neighborhood so people can see who we are and what we're trying to do, and also so reporters can learn about the neighborhoods themselves and what makes them unique and special. And again, every neighborhood has lots of issues that need to be covered. And sometimes, because uh, we don't have the staff we used to, it helps to get people into those neighborhoods and see what's going on. And we will hope to continue with these relationships that we build and making sure the stories are covered there as time goes on and we rotate our mobile newsrooms to other Columbus neighborhoods. My name is Erica Thompson. I'm a business reporter at the Columbus Dispatch, and I focus on race, gender, and the economy. I was part of the Mobile Newsroom Initiative in Driving Park. We were set up in the Driving Park branch of the Columbus Metropolitan Library. It was really cool to build relationships with residents in that community who have often felt overlooked by both the media and the city. For my part, I really focused on the Black-owned businesses in the area, like Fishburger, which is a really cool restaurant that just opened up. 
When I originally was going to sell food out of my house, I was just going to sell cheeseburgers, like regular cheeseburgers. Um, and my friend who originally started it with me, he was going to sell probably fish. Okay. So we just combined the two names that night, like, well, fish and burger really don't go together, but we put it together, the name together was Fish Burger. So then that was kind of catching it to us. So we was like, all right, cool. Let's find a product to go with that name, yeah. Fish Burger. So that's when I created the salmon, salmon burger. Also, Ujama Bookstore, which is Black-owned and focused on Black literature that has been in the neighborhood for decades. And then Willis Beauty Supply, which has been open for over 50 years in the neighborhood as well. But I'm also passionate about researching Black history, and Driving Park has a ton of it, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. So I was able to identify about 15 Black-owned businesses that used to be open. And so it was really cool to hear stories about those businesses that are still beloved and people really still have fond memories of them. It was also great to meet individuals in the neighborhood to tell human interest stories. For example, I met a rapper named Trek Manifest who attended Livingston Avenue Elementary, and he talked about rapping in the cafeteria, but now he's gotten older and established a a really inspirational career for himself. I also met a writer who lives near the driving park area on the south side who wrote a children's book about her experience growing up without her mother. And she did that to inspire other African-American children and non-traditional families. I think the Mobile Newsroom Initiative is really important because it shows communities that we truly do care, um, especially communities that have been traditionally underserved. These days, the mobile newsroom is operating out of the Hilltop neighborhood, where reporter Danae King and others are working from the Hilltop Library branch on Hague Avenue. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts like this one, please consider subscribing to the Columbus Dispatch. Visit dispatch.com slash subscribe now. Thank you for listening. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.